You're listening to the Smash Your Unsealing podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Nixon, and I'm so excited you're here. This is a place for you to boost your confidence, become limitless, and grow like never before. Because there's one thing I know for sure, success begins with you. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Smasher on Ceiling podcast. Now, I'm not alone today. I have an amazing guest, and we've just been talking off, off camera. It's, this should have happened about a year ago, shouldn't it? But we're really glad that it hasn't. So my lovely friend, Sean Hill, is on the, in the house today. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really, really pleased that you're here. Because, um, yeah, we've we kind of hooked up about, it was over maybe a year ago, we had a really good chat, and we talked about you jumping on the podcast, but then life happened, and 2023 just went by in a flash, and, but here we are, here we are, and so I'm pleased that you're, you're here. Yeah, and I think it's happened at the right time, because we were just saying how, how a lot has changed in the last year, isn't it, yeah. and these things have a, a way of working themselves out. They really do, they really do. So, um, do you want to introduce yourself before before we get started yeah absolutely what do you want to know anything oh, to- oh everything now that you've said that <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so um I'm a an NLP timeline therapy hypnotherapy trainer and master coach uh which was never the plan never. Uh, that was no never the goal I don't think it was I would have known what it was when I was growing up so to roll the, the clock back, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be an actress. That was the dream. And although I really, really wanted it, I knew deep down, or I believed deep down, that it wasn't really ever going to happen for me. I didn't have confidence. I was kind of faking confidence throughout my whole life. So when I went for a careers meeting when I was a teenager and I said to them, I want to be an actress. And they said to me, well, that's very nice. And what are you really going to do? Because that's not a proper job. I was kind of relieved because it was like they'd left me off, let me off the hook. And I thought, oh, well, that's not possible now. So I'll go do something else. So I dabbled in, I went to college and did a sports course. Then I just went from job to job throughout my 20s. And in all honesty, my 20s was a bit of a mess. I got into a toxic relationship. I got myself into debt, no career prospects. My health was suffering. Uh, just things weren't going as planned when I started to get closer to the age of 30 I was panicking a bit because in my head I'd had this you know by the time I was 30 everything was going to be good I'd have all the the boxes ticked for where I should be in life and that wasn't the case whatsoever so around that time I was starting to question things there's got to be more to life than this that was just the, the phrase that kept running through my head and then one day my mum gave me a book Um, the secret which said you know you can create your own reality your thoughts become things and I read it and it was like a glimmer of hope and I thought oh my gosh this must be true because based on the thoughts that I've been having up to that point I definitely created the life that I had because my thoughts were pretty negative and my life was a match (laughs) for it so uh, I, I believe that it was true and so started practicing the the things that I'd heard to change your thinking. So I was doing affirmations, I was meditating, I was visualizing. Six months later, I think I was more frustrated than ever because bits had started to change, but not a lot. So it was almost like, oh, I can't even create my own reality. And as much as I was telling myself that I could do things, the voice in my head was saying, yeah, right, 
who do you think you are? So I just felt like I was a fraud. I was an imposter everywhere I was going. Things weren't working. But in that, during that time, I'd started to go, right, if I can create my own reality, I'm going to go for my dreams. So I started putting myself forward for the acting work, only student movies, things like that to begin with. And I was going into these auditions thinking, why are they, why would they choose me when they can have her? I shouldn't be here. So it kind of reinforced my lack of self-belief, my lack of confidence. Around that time, I started going down a bit of a rabbit hole of how do you change your thinking? So I was like, I believe it works, but I need to know how. I stumbled across what I now know to be NLP, when you're a linguistic programming, which said it was like the user manual for your mind. So I thought, right, I need some of that. So I decided to do an NLP practitioner course, not to become a coach. I was just like, I feel like I've got a brick wall in front of me. I feel like my thoughts are thinking me, help. And I did this course. And at the end of the seven days, eight days, however long it was, I came out the other end feeling like a completely different person like things really started shifting and it didn't take long before the outside world was reflecting that because I was showing up in the world differently and I was getting different results. So a year later, I did my master practitioner training, uh, which is like the more advanced NLP, and that transformed everything. In the space of 12 months, well, a a few months after the course, I'd left the toxic relationship after 10 years, which I'd just been too scared to leave up until that point. Um, Within 12 months, I paid off my debts, which had seemed insurmountable. I found myself a new man, still with him now, nearly 10 years later and really happy. Uh, I just, I started to believe in myself and liked myself and it was, I was showing up in the world differently. Then started getting acting work. So it's like, what are all these things that just never thought would happen? I was getting jobs on TV, speaking roles in things. And then I remember one day receiving this script where I had lots of lines to learn. And I thought, oh, I've got lines to learn. This is really inconvenient. <laughs> and I thought, hang on a second. Isn't this like the dream to have lines? in a, in? Yeah. <laughs> so, right, so what's going on here? There's something that's obviously shifted. And it was in that moment that I realized that I was chasing the childhood dream to prove that I could do it and it was no longer the dream I spent all my time outside of doing that work reading about mindset and doing the NLP stuff and timeline therapy and it was like actually my passion lies here so I decided at that point that it was going to be time to turn my passion into my career and I went on to do my trainers training and then Um, since 2018 that's what I've been doing so training other people to learn NLP timeline therapy hypnotherapy um, and working one-to-one with people so that's how I've landed where I am today amazing such a good story I love all of that and I love that you said um, I wrote it down your thoughts were thinking me what a, a it just it's it it paints such an amazing picture because we've all been there haven't we where our thoughts are just whirring round and round in our head and we can't seem to shift those those beliefs that are holding us back. So, mm. oh, fantastic. So you mentioned NLP. It's gonna, we're gonna really unpick this. What do you think was it was about NLP that actually made those those shifts for you? I think the first kind of aha moment for me was understanding how the brain works. Because suddenly it didn't feel like there was something wrong with me. I was broken. I just learned how I was processing information and why it wasn't working for me. 
and realizing that was like oh so this can be changed this isn't who I am as a person it's just the programs that I've got going on at the moment and a lot of them you know are between the age of naught and seven we're just a little unconscious mind absorbing the world around us with no conscious filter to stand in and step in and question things so during that period our values our beliefs you know our behaviors everything is being imprinted and we're on autopilot for most of our life so I was thinking the the stuff that was I, I absorbed as a child I'm now living that reality and I know that I'm so much more than that so it was that again that almost the next you know the book was that ray of hope learning how the brain worked was like oh here's the next ray of hope it was like a, a knock and effect of opening doors and then what it gave to me was first an awareness of right these thoughts that I feel like are on repeat that are directing my life what are they because a lot of them I wasn't even conscious of and I think we have what between I know there's different studies but 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day and 80% of them are negative and we're just recycling them over and over and over so it was like most of them I'm completely oblivious to yet yeah, that's how I'm you know showing up in the world so first of all becoming aware of what are these thoughts that I'm actually thinking and then having the tools to be able to change them and change them really quickly that was the thing that fascinated me the most is like change doesn't have to take process so you know time years and years and years it can happen instantly when you know how yeah yeah so what how do you then become aware of all of these thousands of thoughts because I know that's we've all got them they're happening all the time and you're right I call it like um, it's like lift music, you know, where you go into a lift and you can kind of hear the music in the background, but you have to really tune in to to hear it properly. And our thoughts can be like that. They're just going on and on in the background and we don't actually know what they are, but they're having a, a massive impact on our results and what we're actually seeing mm -hmm. in the world. So how do we actually start zoning in and seeing these thoughts clearly? So there's this two things that I want to share with you to kind of bring this to life um firstly it's if I explain how I see the mind um mm. so we've got our two minds our unconscious and our conscious mind our conscious mind is the rational logical linear analytical critical thinking mind and everything that we're aware of in the moment our unconscious mind is everything else so all the stuff that's going on in the background like the lift music that is there but we're completely unconscious to and it also runs our behaviours, our thoughts, runs our body. It does so much for us. So between the age of naught and seven, most of those behaviours, thoughts, emotions, memory, you know, all those things are imprinted. And the way I think of it is a bit like the unconscious mind is like a submarine under the water. And it's, a, it's responsible for 95% of what we do. So by the age of seven, it's programmed to kind of head in a particular direction and it does it on autopilot. And a lot of that is really useful because it allows us to function day to day without, you know, having to think, right, how do I walk? How do I put the kettle on? How do I brush my teeth? It's all programmed in there. So we do it without any conscious effort. And then, of course, there are the programs that don't help us like the limiting beliefs, the bad habits that aren't serving us. So it's merrily unconscious mind submarine on its way. Our conscious mind is a bit like a rowing boat sat on the top of the water and it's responsible for the other 5% of the power of the mind. And it's the thing that we call reality because it's the stuff that we're aware of. It's like our view, our perception of what's going on. 
Now, when we don't like the view, we kind of we get out our metaphorical laws and we attempt to turn the rowing boat and go, do you know what? I'm going to get fit. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do get a new job. I'm going to get into a relationship, whatever it might be in life. So we get out the oars and we start to try and change things, try and change our behaviours, the way that we think. But what a lot of people don't realise, don't know, don't take into account is that the submarine and the rowing boat are tied together. And the submarine didn't get the memo. So it's carrying on doing its thing. And we're in our rowing boat attempting to pull against it. And it's so it's like fighting 95% with the 5%. It's called willpower. It's tiring. And it's why it doesn't work. And this is why so many people give up. So one of the ways that we can become aware is if we're wanting to do something and it feels like really hard work. If the feedback that we're getting is, I feel like I'm in a battle with myself. I feel like I've got this inner conflict, like I want it, but I don't. That's a good indication that the thought, the things that you want are in opposition to the thoughts and the beliefs that you have. So you can use the way that you feel as feedback. The other way that I think is really useful is using one of the, um, universal laws which is the law of correspondence so we've got many universal laws gravity being one of them so people kind of understand what i'm going on about you know gravity exists what goes up must come down so we work with it we walk out of our front door instead of the top bedroom window so that we are safe (laughs) um now the law of correspondence is as within so without so the world is like a reflection Whatever's going on for us internally is going to be reflected back at us. The way that you can use that is if you're not sure what your thoughts are, look at your life. And that will be a reflection of what may be going on. So you can use it as a mirror and go, right, well, what is it that I'm creating? Because we're always creating. There can be a bit of a misconception of, oh, I created this and I I manifested this, whatever terminology people like to use. And that's usually the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it comes to the unwanted things, it's like, oh, I didn't do that. Whereas if we can accept responsibility for everything and go, everything is my creation, then we can begin to change it. And it all starts with looking, well, what are my results? And we can reverse engineer and go, so what was I thinking before that happened? What has led to this? How am I feeling about that? And begin to become aware of the thoughts, the emotions, the beliefs, the things that are going on under the hood. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love all of that. So great tips there. And sometimes it's easy, easier rather to kind of latch onto the feelings rather than the actual thought, you know, especially if you're looking around the your life and think, well, I've created this, this is my life. And this is an area that I'm not doing great in. How do I feel about that? What's going on there? And just, you know, sometimes the emotions seem a bit easier to access. Um, certainly for me. Yeah. It, they, they are all linked so you know the the our thoughts our feelings and our physiology are all linked so when one changes the other changes too so it's kind of utilizing all of them because it could even be that you know you look at the way that you hold yourself physically every day and go right how is this how how am I thinking and feeling when I'm adopting this physiology what what's playing out in my mind what's the movie that's going on on repeat and even you know you could stop yourself throughout periodically throughout the day or at the end of the day and just write down right what what was I thinking about today how did I feel so you're almost bringing the unconscious stuff into conscious awareness by reflecting on it and 
and well, what what happened what did I yeah. what have I been doing for the last hour what a, what a great exercise to do you maybe set your alarm on your phone that every you know two or three hours you go okay what am I thinking about how do I feel what's going on you know uh, but that's a fantastic exercise to do so once you've you've kind of looked around and done a bit of a mini audit what's the next step then maybe what if you've identified a recurring thought that maybe well let's try and pick something what could we pick um oh well let's look at imposter syndrome you know so it might be I'm feeling like an imposter I'm not good enough and that mm. might be a, re a recurring thought that you're thinking all the way through your day maybe in meetings or um just hanging out the office or running your business what do what do you do then what you know because we can start to overthink things can't we yeah because it's great all right now I'm aware that I've got this stuff what do I do with it <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I I know that I believe I'm not good enough. Woo <laughs> so uh, to to carry on with the, what we just finished on, the thoughts, the feelings and the physiology, whilst this isn't dealing with the root cause, I'm all about working with what you've got in the moment. I'd always encourage people to, to go deep wherever possible, work with a coach if if they want to. Um, and in any moment, one of the first things that you can do is go, right, if I'm thinking something or I'm feeling a certain way, then I'm going to be holding myself in a certain position. My posture, you know, if you're feeling not good, for want of a better word, you could probably find that your breathing is shallow, your head is held down, your shoulders are slumped. So it's like, right, let me just take on the physiology of somebody who feels better. Start breathing deeply. And you can guarantee when you do that, your thoughts are going to change. You're going to start feeling differently. Move your body. You know, if, you, if you're feeling down, movement gets energy flowing and energy in motion is emotion. And you can create better feeling thoughts by doing that. So there's tapping into the physiology um, and to change your thoughts. Remember positive thoughts from the past. So you're almost pulling on experiences where you have felt good, thinking about them in the moment. And when you think about them, you're going to start feeling differently and then showing up differently. So it's all like, what, is, what do I have access to that I can tap into most in this moment and mm -hmm. go on with that? Yeah, I, that, I just want to pick up on that because that's such a good tip. And I remember when I went through my NLP, you know, a few years back, that was a, a game changer for me because I'd, I'd been doing affirmations like I know you had as well. And it felt like I was just saying the words and saying the words or thinking the words. There was no emotion next uh, attached to it. But yeah. when I started pulling from previous experiences and even sometimes from when I was a kid, you know, if I'd beat my brother at, you know, a, a game or something, or I'd, I'd won a sticker in a sports day, you know, it can be something as, as far back as that. You're just yeah. looking for the emotion. And when I started doing that, things changed, you know, cause I was able to connect the dots um so it just gives that little bit of oomph to everything doesn't it yeah everything is to do with the way that you feel in any moment you know our feelings determine the the thoughts that we have and they impact on our ability to carry things out you know it's all about state control and we have the ability to change the way that we feel in any moment the first thing that we've got to do is take responsibility for that because it can be easy to push things outside of us and go I feel this way because of him her xyz my job my my meeting whatever it might be and you can stay and feel that way absolutely yeah we all have free will and my question is is it serving me like do i feel good in this moment is this worth me feeling this way or 
am I going to decide, right, yes, that's happened. And I can choose how I feel in this moment by changing my physiology, thinking different thoughts, remembering feelings, even if it's just to feel better in that moment, because the mind, you know, it, it looks for evidence of whatever we're focused on and it will look to prove itself right. So to go bring it back to the belief of I'm not good enough, how can you shift that? Attempting to go from I'm not good enough to I am totally good enough. It's, it's like it's a big jump. And often you can get some conscious uh, uh, sorry, unconscious pushback. It's like you tell yourself with the affirmation, I'm good enough, I'm good enough. And your unconscious mind is going, no, you're not. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, right, how can I start to bridge this gap by going, do you know what? There have been times in the past where I did all right. And it's like, I can get on board with that. And I can remember a time where I did all right. So you're almost taking it step by step by step. And then your mind will look for evidence of that. There's um a part of your brain called the reticular activating system and it's like a bundle of nerves in the brain that's attached to all your senses now every second of the day the brain is being bombarded with millions of bits of information way too much for us to consciously process so most of it we delete distort generalize and we're completely oblivious to it our reticular activating system acts like a radar that filters through all of that information outside of us and it alerts and activates our conscious mind when there's something that's important to us in the vicinity. So, you know, this is where I think some of the, the law of attraction stuff comes in. You decide that you want something and then suddenly it's everywhere. And it's like, where did it come from? Well, your reticular activating system is like the gatekeeper and it responds to what's important to you, which is what you focus on. And your focus is directed by your qu the questions you ask yourself. So if you're saying, oh, why did I do that? I go, oh, I, I knew I wasn't good enough. It'd go, oh, here's some more evidence as to why you think that. Here's some more. Whereas if you were to start saying, right, okay. Uh, I don't know if you'd say, oh, how do I know that I'm okay? Yeah, When when have there been times or where where am I quite good at things? It would be like, oh, here, this is where you're quite good, or here's where you're quite good. I think, um, was it Tony Robbins that said the quality of your life? What was it? Something like the questions that you ask yourself, um, the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the questions you ask yourself. So I've butchered like that completely. Yeah. But yeah, um, works. Yeah. yeah, our mind looks for the answers to the questions that we ask. <laughs> so it's like, begin to ask yourself the questions that you want answers to. So rather than why is it I can't do this? It's like, how can I do that? Yeah. And that's, that's shift is so important. You know, you so instead of just focusing on how, uh, why can't I do something or why is this not happening or why have I not, uh, not got enough, you know, opportunities or I don't have confidence to, um, how can I do that? How can I actually become more confident? Or what may, would you, what about when, when have I actually done this before? Would, would you focus on the how or would you um, look at when too? I, any questions that I tend to ask myself, I always think, what's my outcome mm. for this? What's my purpose in asking this question? What's the information that I want to bring into my awareness off the back of this? So you can get really purposeful with an outcome in mind rather than it just being kind of random questions with no intention and then your brain can almost get a bit scattered about things so it's like right what's if the questions that I ask are going to cause a certain result what's the result and 
that I want and then what question would yeah. prompt that nice so work backwards like um Stephen Covey says in his seven habits start with the end in mind so think about your your results that you want and then work your way back great tip always focused on to add to that um always focusing on what you want because your unconscious mind doesn't process a negative so if I say don't think of a pink elephant you think of a pink elephant to not think of one so make sure that your questions are phrased with what you want versus what you don't want because that's that's another kind of you know a, a simple shift in your thinking is rather than a right well you know I don't want to end up in a bad relationship or I'm I'm not going to go into a job where they give me this this and this role that's where your focus is so guess what your mind is going to bring to your attention yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah like, exactly. right what do I want instead what's the positive that I'm aiming towards so let's work it through so we've got um if anyone's listening we've got a bit of a uh, an exercise to do so the using the example of I want more confidence um I want to feel like I'm doing a great job that's the end goal, right? So it's not about how to get rid of imposter syndrome. How do I stop imposter syndrome? We're not even focusing on that. We're mm-hmm. focusing on the result that we want, which is I want more confidence, yeah? So how do I get more confidence would be the question that you're asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do I get more confidence? Or um, how are all the ways that I am already confident? Oh, nice question. How are all the ways that I'm already um confident and that is a lovely question because then using your your RAS your reticular activation system that you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. that will start to just bring in that information yeah, yeah. so and what a lovely exercise to do so you can yeah. literally spend a week just asking yourself that question tell me all the ways that I'm more confident and just watch the the information coming to you and that builds evidence then which yeah. allows you to yeah, the brain likes to prove itself right. So it's like, right, if I'm going to prove myself right, how about I prove the things that I want? So when you're asking yourself those questions, what are all the ways that I'm I, I'm confident? How can I get even more confident? Because if you're going to get even more confident, the assumption is that you already are. Yes. Then yes. ask yourself, right, so the, the thing that I, I want to achieve is confidence which will allow me to I don't know stand up in meetings Mm -hmm. start a business whatever it it might be and so that's the thing I want to have so there are certain things that I I'm going to do in order to achieve that the real question is who do I need to become Mm. so that you know if you become that person then you do the things and end up with the result so focus then on who do I need to be and that is everything from the physiology again so it brings it back to how does that confident person how does she stand what's her posture how does she dress how does she breathe what kind of things does she say to herself Mm. how does she feel before she shows up to work and it's almost like and that's where acting as if so it's not a it's not faking it till you're making it it's almost like right I'm going to put on this like children do with I'm going to put on this cloak and Mm. be this person be this character until eventually you know, your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and not. It's like, oh, I am this person and I've got all this evidence because my brain's been bringing it into my awareness. Yeah, exactly. So would you do that as kind of a next step in this in this exercise that we've created? So you, you first of all, look for evidence, look for all the ways that you've been, you, you, you're more confident. And then your next step is how do I actually do that? You know, so how would I act if I was more confident? 
I think you can intertwine them all at once and take into account that we are we are humans. So it may be that some days work out better than others. And that's where it kind of comes back full circle to that awareness, stopping yourself in the moment and going, right, yeah, I've just set my alarm, it's gone off and I'm not feeling great. So what are the thoughts that I've been thinking now? How would me, the confident me, how would she approach this? Mm. You know what? She might actually just take five minutes and you start showing up differently. I'd say almost, you know, if you can do it regularly rather than, you know, when I first started out, I'd have like half an hour meditation and I'd feel great. And then I'd do nothing for 23 and a half hours. <laughs> so well, if you intersperse <laughs> regular yeah. intervals, because, you know, it's, it's a pattern interrupt. And the more you interrupt those neural networks that have been firing and wiring for so many years, if you keep interrupting them, eventually you'll create a new pattern. So I think take any and all of what we've covered here today and go with what is the most easiest thing that you can get on board with to begin with and then build on it so you I think if you go I'm going to do all of this on day one it could be oh that's too much a lot yeah you know what I'm just going to start asking myself questions then I'm just going to maybe stand a little bit differently today Mm. maybe breathe a little bit differently and start easing it in And these are great things to do in the moment as well. So using the example of a meeting that you mentioned, you know, you're in that meeting and you're a bit nervous about speaking up. You can do that straight away. You can sit up, you know, change your physiology, change Mm -hmm. the way you start, change the way you're breathing. And that's something that you can do without anybody else knowing. You know, it just looks like you're you're just correcting how you sat. Nobody else knows, but you know behind the scenes that you're, you're actually doing something for yourself. And likewise, you can start asking yourself those questions in the meeting. And you're right, it's it's that pattern interrupt that's so valuable because while we're in the moment as well, we can get caught up in that feeling and those negative thoughts of, oh, I'm scared to speak up. Should I speak up? Is anything going to go wrong? What are people going to think? All of that can be whirring around in your head, which then compounds that feeling of being Mm -hmm. not good enough or like you're an imposter. So to just... Give yourself, give your brain a bit of an activity of asking yourself some useful questions. You can do that without anybody noticing. And I think that's so, so valuable. Yeah. And then even the the most simple of things, you know, you're asking those questions and then you'll suddenly become aware of, oh, that that time in the meeting where I actually asked a question, that was me being confident and it compounds. And then it's like, oh, I can do that again. And suddenly pushing yourself and you know, thinking, using the word imposter syndrome, which is really like a label that's a set of different beliefs. It's actually being an imposter is really just me stepping outside my comfort zone, which means that I'm growing. So maybe I could just step outside a little bit more today and put my shoulders back whilst I'm asking that question and go, right, this version of me that I'm becoming, she'll put a hand up. And it's just... Put your hand up and just do that. And then your mind goes, yep, there's some more evidence. There's some more evidence. So, so it then becomes a cycle that kind of fuels itself in support of your goals rather than in detriment. Yes. And I love what you just said, um, Sean, about this version of me does this now. And mm. again, that is it, that just that one sentence is it, so, so powerful because it, it, it kind of... T- takes it away from fake it till you make it which again is 
a lot a lot of people don't like you know they feel like they're being more fraudulent if they're doing something that's yeah. not not genuine but in actual fact you just you just step into the newer version of yourself sooner you just yeah. you know and that's fun that's fun to kind of experiment with yeah if anything it's coming back to who you really are yeah. because at our essence you know at our core we know that we are good enough we know we're worthy we know that we're capable of anything and everything that we want it's just the limiting beliefs and the layers that have been put on over the years that filter our world and prevent us from seeing that so it is almost like I'm becoming who I really am in this moment I'm letting myself shine as I should have done in the first place oh I love all of that she's got goosebumps you know that's so nice um so I've just looked at the time we have talked for ages already um (laughs) I know we could talk about this topic because it's something so close to to both of our hearts and literally the the we've we've both seen the impact of it and the ripple effect from it. So both of these small exercises, I think we've covered about two or three here, just really small things that we can do to just help ourselves in the moment. Um, but Sean, where can people find you? So the best place to head is probably my website, uh, which is iamshanhill.com um or find me on instagram i tend to hang hang get them or which again i am sean hill i figured i'll remember that one (laughs) (laughs) fantastic we'll put all the links in the show notes um so please go and find um sean follow her you know i'm sure you cover lots of different other uh, extra tips and i know you've got a book as well do you want to mention your book yeah so i've got a book which is activate your ras which is the reticular activating system that we spoke about And it's filled with um, firstly, understanding yourself and getting that awareness. And then at the end of every chapter, there's a practical exercise. So it's not just learning information. It's about how do I then implement it in real life? So it's a book where you can keep coming back to it, dipping in and out, um, covering all things from universal laws to how the mind works, to your emotions, to a bit of goal setting, a bit of everything in there. So that's a a great kind of starting point to start shifting your thinking and then also I've got the podcast where I share lots of tips so vibrant mind vibrant life which is filled with lots of NLP things and twists on a bit of the woo side of stuff as well brilliant so much there so all the links are in the show notes go and find Sean go and and binge all of her stuff which is amazing uh Sean I've really loved having you here today I could like I said talk about this forever um but you've got stuff to do and you know <laughs> we need to move on um so but thank you so much for hanging out with us i really appreciate it if you've enjoyed this podcast please share the love send it to somebody who you feel as though would uh, they would benefit from that or share it with your audience and if you could leave a review as well that really benefits us because we can get a, a reach to a, a to a lot more people which is it's good to be on the right side of the algorithm i feel um so sean again thank you so much and i'll see you soon Thank you for having me.